Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And happy St Andrew's Day as well. Um, Andrew, as we know, is um, the Apostle Andrew from Peter and Andrew, the two fishermen. Remember, they are um, two of the first um, found in the actual gospel to be called, which sounds about right because drew, to be drawn, um, is what God does. He draws us. So just like the men, the fishermen would draw the fish to them. And certainly Jesus certainly did when he um, showed them this miracle of the abundant amount of fish that were caught by him drawing them. And of course, he talked about being fishers of men. So this is our St. Andrew's Day, Andrew the Apostle, the fisherman, and um, the brother of Peter, so one of the disciples of Jesus Christ. This is his um, feast day today. So happy feast day um, to everyone. St. Andrew is obviously the patron saint of not only Scotland, but Greece too. So hi to everybody in Greece, as well as us here in Scotland and all people around the world that celebrate St. Andrew's Day. Have a lovely St. Andrew's Day celebration. What's St. Andrew all about? Well, he was known to be so brave. Of course, we understand that he um, he actually went even to his death, but he did not take a cross like Jesus. He found himself or felt himself to be unworthy. And so he had this horizontal cross, which is the cross that we have on our Scottish flag that is horizontal. And so St. Andrew, what did he, what was he all about? What did he stand for? Apart from this, um, you know, this cross that we seem to have, that's horizontal, the reason for taking that and taking St. Andrew's, our, our patron saint, seems to differ in terms of the actual reality of who St. Andrew is all about. So let's get back to basics. St. Andrew, um, as much as it's linked to the actual flag that was seen in the sky that day where um, the Scots won a battle and they knew that that was a a meaning that they would win a particular battle. Well, St. Andrew wasn't actually about that at all. Um, St. Andrew went to his death for these kind of things. He was so brave that he actually put God first and loved his neighbour. There we go. So nothing to do um, with actual physical battles against any of them. Very interesting indeed. So St. Andrew was an apostle that went even to his death. He was so brave to put God first and to love his neighbour. He was actually all about that. He was a follower of Jesus Christ. So today, what we need to really be um, considering is the reality and being honest about what St. Andrew is all about. He's all about following after Jesus and that means putting God first and loving your neighbour. Have a wonderful, wonderful day everybody and I'll speak to you really soon. Time delays are really interesting. Our idea and our concept of time and what we think we know, what we can see and what's beyond what we can actually see. 
it's all very interesting. I'm speaking particularly of today, I was just having a look on this Anchor um, podcast and sometimes I flick through, I don't often, I've never really been one for thinking much about um, numbers or statistics or things like that and to be honest, I'm not sure what the point is sometimes because of all the delays and, and I guess maybe I've understood that that it's not really so much about the numbers as it is more about the spirit and what's beyond the scenes and what can be seen. So always knowing that, I guess, as I say, that's probably why I don't put so much emphasis on these things or I haven't in the past. However, I looked today and I just got this huge surprise. All of a sudden, it looked like there were loads of listeners on a particular one of my podcasts. I'm like, that's interesting because it's um the last day, the final day of uh, the novena of like the nine days. And I just, I find that really interesting. Like out of all of them, it was the final one. And it's, it is, it's very interesting. That in itself is interesting. But what else is interesting is that the numbers had shot up or had seemingly shot up just by one day. Of course they didn't. It's an accumulation and obviously they had been gathered together by a certain point. So even although all these people were listening to this, I would know that in the spirit, but I wouldn't be able to see the statistics of the results of that until much later. That is so interesting especially for those of us that are working fast and high and above the fray. We have to believe in, and that's why we're above so much above the fray, because we already do believe in beyond um, just what we see. So we we understand the spirit. And today, um, you know, we're on the second day of Advent, um, looking beyond uh, certainly here with this in particular, is Mary has just had the experience of the Annunciation yesterday and today we um, look into more depth into her fiat and the fact that she questioned, like, how could this be? You know, she couldn't see in the physical how it could be that she could have a child. She didn't know a man in that way. That was the type of words that were used in the Bible. She didn't know a man. How could this be possible since I know not a man? How could she have a child? Because we just assume that every um, child is is here and brought in by concept of, uh, yes, a spiritual concept, but also a physical concept act or engagement um, with two people who consummate their love and this would result in having a child born of both parents physically and physical nature but this child even although some people might say who haven't read the bible or who don't know much about the spirit and who have forgotten the way and are very physical might not comprehend that so they too might say something like that Like, how could that possibly be? So it doesn't matter how in-depth you are in the physical or in sin, there is a saviour who, despite your lack of belief, can come in and change everything. And even Mary 
had that question, that very physical nature question of how. I look I just cannot understand that concept. But yet the concept would understand her to the point of taking over her entire body. And that is really interesting, isn't it? Just how miraculous life is. But yeah, um, some people would say, well, you know, people are just, they didn't know what was going on in those days or, you know, they, they didn't know how to explain things rather in a way that was, you know, they wanted to be reverent, so they didn't want to be disrespectful and maybe that's why they just said, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit will overcome, you overshadow you and that'll be it. Um, so it's their way of not being embarrassed about something. No, that's not the case. They do go into depth on this particular type of consummation um, earlier on even actually in the Bible in the first testament, never mind the second and what goes on there. So no, that's not the case at all. So yes, it is very much about um, looking at the, the fact that nothing is impossible unto God and the miracles that can take place through our faith in God. And, and sometimes even in people's lack of faith, it doesn't matter how strong their faith is, even if they have a question, even if you question it, like how can it be possible, it can still be made possible. Like you don't have to understand the full concept. Like think of even like um, the conception of a child. You don't have to understand everything on an intellectual human way for the body to understand it um, in an integrated way and for it to accumulate and for a person to be born from that process. So sometimes I think those of us that are really intellectual think we need to know every detail of a concept for this to work out. But God can bring things together in ways that, um, you know, we do not need to understand every single detail of every single situation. And I think about this, I think about the ways in which, you know, while some of us might have like a particular, um, you know, person in mind, like Mary, even although she didn't know Joseph, she was betrothed to Joseph. And I imagine like in that time spent in prayer when, you know, they were to come together, but they weren't together and still they weren't together. Could you imagine how it felt for her to know that she was going to be conceiving of a child <laughs> and um, for Joseph still to come to understanding about this? when the man is supposed to be the head and the leader of the household. Goodness gracious, right? So women have a high expectation placed upon them. Righteous women do. And we're going to look a lot at this today in particular. Um, we are going to be looking at this second prayer out of the nine days of prayer. It's a nine day prayer set. I use the word set so it's easily understood across all English language. Um, it's a set of nine prayers. In other words, it's like a novena. That's the other name. Novena is the Roman name or yeah. For a set of nine prayers. Now, 
these nine prayers over these nine days are being shared on my Facebook profile page. And they've been really lighthearted. They've been really fun. There's, you know, the backgrounds really, it's not serious at all. But yet the concept is very serious and God is serious. Our lives are serious. But there's also an aspect of this that we need to be in celebration and we should be in celebration in Lord's. We should be in thanksgiving. And so that's what a lot of um, the frivolity is or the, the kind of, you know, the fun aspect of all of this is about that, yes, it does sound very serious. People want to intellectualise it. They want to know more sometimes when they don't really have to know every single detail. But it's about having trust and faith that God brings everything about for our good. So here on the second day, we're going to look at Mary questioning, like, how can this be? How can this happen? I know not a man. Of course, we know and we understand um, as humans that Mary was already betrothed to someone. Now, did she really understand her betrothal even? Like, did she really understand what that meant? Now, <clears throat> as a woman who has that connection with the priest, that betrothal with the high priest, myself... I know like throughout my entire life, I have had an overflowing and overpouring um, of my cup with love. And so love, that's why we have um, the, the, the actual site and the page called Love and Our Projects, because that's what God is. God is love. So being betrothed to the high priest, to God, means there's this overflowing of love. And now that type of love is on many different levels, Right. And I think it's important to talk about this, that, you know, Mary didn't know a man in that way. She's very innocent. Look, she's betrothed to the high priest, and yet she was so innocent. But does every man think that way about Mary? And I often interplay the two Marys between Mary, um, who is Mary Magdalene, and some of the traditional ideas about Mary's behaviour and interplay that with Mary here, who is completely innocent. Now, some women can be completely innocent in their outlook. Like, for example, <clears throat> I had a friend speaking with me last night, and I was shocked because, you know, I literally, I had someone who who laughed about <clears throat> me uh, sending love to this uh, priest that I really like. And I don't know what he was laughing for, so I couldn't tell what was going on inside his mind. Like, my innocent mind is just, it's just pure love, right? Um, I don't really know what's going on in that other man's mind. It's on my profile, and he loves a lot of my things. And But, you know, um, again, it would be obvious we haven't met, we don't know each other in that way, we don't know each other. And... Yet there's a great connection where he's always really supportive and like first on all my videos and first to love everything, just lots of support. So again, you would call that an innocent connection of just innocent um, love and um, attention, respect, care, whatever you want to call it. But we don't know exactly what's going on inside the other person's mind. But that's what it seemed like or that's what it was presenting like. Now, 
after they had laughed and then I, I placed it on again, you know, like my love for this priest. And he was, then he put a kind of care emoticon um, emoji on. And I thought, what? You're going from one thing to the next here. God help us in this lockdown. And, um, and so he says, you seem to have a bit of a thing for this vicar. And I was like, he's a priest. He says, he's okay, I stand corrected, all that kind of thing. And it's just like, you know, well, you are... And potentially a priest as well, especially if you're in the kingdom. Okay, there's a great potential for you to be in the royal priesthood already. So I don't know what the big deal is about this. And I honestly don't. So, you know, one person in one person's mind might think and know something. But in another person's mind, they might only be at a certain level. And we look at levels in connection with God in terms of the conceptive capability and awareness. Like even when one person in a relationship or or whatever isn't ready, another person can be ready for something because their connection with God is stronger or is on a different trajectory. Now, Luke, what would actually Joseph be thinking about Mary in this time in comparison with Mary who was able to conceive the child of God, yet her um, behaviours and her thought patterns were so innocent in, in so many ways. But yet the antithesis to that in so many other ways is that she couldn't comprehend it on a spiritual nature. So was it really innocent? And then, so we have these questions as well intellectually too, And it's just wonderful, a wonderful um, thing to really kind of like mull over. But let's look at this concept kind of like um, maybe disparity awareness of what's going on, even in a friendship. Now, for me, um, you know, clearly this person was very, very, very emotionally attached to this. My concept awareness of um, their level of emotional attachment um, was that of not really being uh, too exactly aware of it okay because I'm connected in purity with God right with the Holy Spirit so I'm not bound to know what every single person is going through unless I'm called to do that unless that's for my good or for the good of everybody involved um so God leads me in the in the right ways so I had no idea until I had said could you please um you know remove your laughing emoji and um, yeah, and, and respect. Now, as soon as I said that, the person was so moved emotionally that they removed it. They did what they were asked and requested, but they also removed themselves. So clearly this wasn't something that they found just frivolous or just, um, you know, in their mind, their mind was going at a different level, a different pace and had a different idea or concept in their own mind as to um, the reality of the situation because who would just remove themselves as a friend? Um, you know, if, it, if they really truly were lighthearted about laughing and it was just an innocent laugh or like, ha, you know, this is so cute or funny. If it was like that level of innocence, you wouldn't remove yourself from the presence of God or the Holy Spirit within me, would you? So he removed his presence, which seemed like there was 
some sort of form of shame attached to to his behavior or or some sort of like more seriousness attached to his behavior so that's so interesting we don't always know the levels of what people are going through in their own minds what's going on in their minds okay with their concept and their realities now that's just one example that's just one example of um of how things went there and and that's it's very important to understand that just because other people might have ideas like how other people said ideas of Mary for example Mary doesn't necessarily have those ideas about herself or others she might not be looking at you the way that you think she's looking at you or the way that you look at her will not necessarily be the way that she looks at herself or you and this is the same thing for for all women and all people as they go throughout life that just because you look at someone a certain way doesn't mean that they have that same concept awareness now just because there's beauty there there's liveliness there's lots of love and welling up inside from the holy spirit that in and of itself doesn't mean to say that that is a relationship that that person's having on the level of love that you might understand with every other person so it's very important to point this out concept awareness so here we're going to look at um a concept too because we we talk about mary as being the handmaid because she says you know she literally says and this is something we have to be wary of as women when mary finds out that she's going to be pregnant and she's going to conceive of this child from God through the power of the Holy Spirit, she simply says, let it be done unto me, I am the handmaid of the Lord. And that is wonderful. And that is, that's great. If it is godly by nature and appropriate and right, absolutely but we have to understand that that word handmade, I had to look it up. Now, I know what it, I didn't have to, rather. I had, I did, to see, maybe a little bit coronavirus, but to see on the outside what others thought of this. You know, what was the, the idea coming back? And of course, I know it just means, you know, you're being um, ordered by God and you are trusting of that, trusting of what happens in life and this is why um there's such a big uh element on anti-abortion for example because we're supposed to be in trust of god's divine nature and creation and of course the the more aware people are and how they co-create then the easier that can be but that can be very difficult for people that don't have um, that level of sanity to understand their part in co-creation or um, how certain situations can occur especially if the devil has been let into their life in some way the diabolical and their situation is difficult in any way from any party involved in such a situation so we look at this too and we look at um, how you know there seemingly was this concept out there from years ago where a handmaid was actually someone who was recognized as a fertile woman 
and was um, no more than seen as simply a mere vessel, a carrier of children for those in the government. Now, that is just horrifically horrid and disgustingly disgraceful, utterly contemptible. And um, the sad thing about it is, is that how many of those women actually would know that? Especially with the demeanour of subservience like what, that which is promoted in the church through Mary. You see, this level of subservience is wonderful when it's to God and it's godly and it's right and it's just and it's pure and it's wonderful and lovely and good. But what if there's another level of society that could take that same narrative of being subservient and ordered by God and put it into another context like that where there it um you know the diabolical is involved and we need to be very wary of that that even that in itself is a concept like how do we embrace more of God in that concept and have that play out than even have the antithesis and so being aware of the entirety of it all is yes it's a lot of wisdom and and clarity that's required for that but it's also it's something that is very again very interesting you've heard me say that a lot in this podcast so join me today later on on um, my facebook profile you will get the link to that and we will be looking um, maybe at a slightly different level maybe i'll have to bring it back um i will gauge what's good at the time and and present in the way that i am called to in terms of the level i also want to make sure that it's child friendly too um, we do have a 10 minutes at the end where we do like arts and crafts that are linked to Advent. So I do want to make sure that it is specifically um, good for adults and children alike. But it still is able to, um, to get to, you know, this very important matter of ensuring that women and women's rights are respected in this order of God um, very importantly so we're going to look at that as well and do join me at 4 p.m still god willing and every single day thereafter now the book is available please don't get it just now i know that sounds funny because most people would think oh we should like if someone's selling something they should be selling it but that's not the main point i trust in god for everything and i know that this is right the way that this is going it has to be shared in this way and if people wish to get the book later on they can um you're going to probably like get some of the pictures and things at different levels as they come out as well there's been illustrations that have been added in too if you have purchased a book already please let me know that um what your details are and i'll send you out a new copy simply to do with the pandemic um the edited copies weren't sent out I think it looks like they've been having some difficulties with it. Um, I did check. I finally got in um, to be able to edit just a couple of days ago there. I noticed that even the up-to-date edit that they had on there wasn't up-to-date. <laughs> wasn't uh, the most recent. So still getting that sorted out so please don't buy any more of the books just now we can't take it off because that would mess up the entire process but um if you have 
as you say, got a book already, just let me know and I can send you out um, a new one when it's updated. That aside, uh, that's it. 4pm on Vicky Elizabeth Semple on Facebook profile page. And remember that's 4pm UK time.